Hello, welcome to Meditating the Word. My name is Cherie. I'm your host and fellow traveler on this journey through the Bible in a year. Whether you've been reading the Bible for years, or if this is your first time to read it, from Genesis to Revelation, I'm so glad to have you with us. We are in the ninth month of our journey, and we still have a lot of people to meet and places to visit. So let's jump into today's passage. This is day 269. Today we begin reading the book of Nehemiah, our next to last book in the Old Testament. We will be reading chapters 1 through 5. I'm reading from the World English Bible. Let's get started. The book of Nehemiah, chapters 1 through 5. The words of Nehemiah, the son of Hakaliah. Now in the month Keslev, in the twentieth year, as I was in Susa, the palace, Hanani, one of my brothers, came, he and certain men out of Judah, and I asked them about the Jews who had escaped, who were left of the captivity, and concerning Jerusalem. They said to me, The remnant who are left of the captivity there in the province are in great affliction and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem is also broken down, and its gates are burned with fire. When I heard these words, I sat down and wept and mourned several days, and I fasted and prayed before the God of heaven and said, I beg you, O Lord, the God of heaven, the great and awesome God, who keeps covenant and loving kindness with those who love him and keep his commandments. Let your ear now be attentive and your eyes open, that you may listen to the prayer of your servant, which I pray before you at this time, day and night, for the children of Israel, your servants, while I confess the sins of the children of Israel, which we have sinned against you. Yes, I and my father's house have sinned. We have dealt very corruptly against you, and have not kept the commandments, nor the statutes, nor the ordinances which you commanded your servant Moses. Remember, I beg you, the word that you commanded your servant Moses, saying, If you trespass, I will scatter you among the peoples, but if you return to me and keep my commandments and do them, though your outcasts were in the uttermost part of the heavens, yet I will gather them from there and will bring them to the place that I have chosen to cause my name to dwell there. Now these are your servants, and your people, whom you have redeemed by your great power and by your strong hand. Lord, I beg you, let your ear be attentive now to the prayer of your servant, and to the prayer of your servants who delight to fear your name. And please prosper your servant today, and grant him mercy in the sight of this man. Now I was cupbearer to the king. In the month Nisan, in the twentieth year of Artaxerxes the king, when wine was before him, I picked up the wine and gave it to the king. Now I had not been sad before in his presence. The king said to me, Why is your face sad, since you are not sick? This is nothing else but sorrow of the heart. 
Then I was very much afraid. I said to the king, Let the king live forever. Why shouldn't my face be sad when the city, the place of my father's tombs, lies waste and its gates have been consumed with fire? Then the king said to me, What is your request? So I prayed to the God of heaven. I said to the king, If it pleases the king, and if your servant has found favor in your sight, I ask that you would send me to Judah, to the city of my father's tombs, that I may build it. The king said to me, The queen was also sitting by him, How long will your journey be? When will you return? So it pleased the king to send me, and I set a time for him. Moreover, I said to the king, If it pleases the king, let letters be given me to the governors beyond the river, that they may let me pass through until I come to Judah, and a letter to Asaph, the keeper of the king's forest, that he may give me timber to make beams for the gates of the citadel by the temple, for the wall of the city, and for the house that I will occupy." The king granted my requests because of the good hand of my God on me. Then I came to the governors beyond the river and gave them the king's letters. Now the king had sent captains of the army and horsemen with me. When Sanballat the Horonite and Tobiah the Ammonite servant heard of it, it grieved them exceedingly because a man had come to seek the welfare of the children of Israel. So I came to Jerusalem and was there three days. I arose in the night, I and a few men with me. I didn't tell anyone what my God put into my heart to do for Jerusalem. There wasn't any animal with me except the animal that I rode on. I went out by night by the valley gate toward the jackal's well, then to the dung gate, and I inspected the walls of Jerusalem, which were broken down and its gates were consumed with fire. Then I went on to the spring gate and to the king's pool, but there was no place for the animal that was under me to pass. Then I went up in the night by the brook and inspected the wall, and I turned back and entered by the valley gate and so returned. The rulers didn't know where I went or what I did. I had not as yet told it, to the Jews, nor to the priests, nor to the nobles, nor to the rulers, nor to the rest who did the work. Then I said to them, You see the bad situation that we are in, how Jerusalem lies waste and its gates are burned with fire. Come, let's build up the wall of Jerusalem so that we won't be disgraced. I told them about the hand of my God which was good on me and also about the king's words that he had spoken to me. They said, Let's rise up and build. So they strengthened their hands for the good work. But when Sambalot the Horonite, Tobiah the Ammonite servant, and Geshem the Arabian heard it, they ridiculed us and despised us and said, What is this thing that you are doing? Will you rebel against the king? Then I answered them and said to them, The God of heaven will prosper us. Therefore we his servants will arise and build. But you have no portion, nor right, nor memorial 
in Jerusalem. Then Eliashib, the high priest, rose up with his brothers the priests, and they built the sheep gate. They sanctified it and set up its doors. They sanctified it even to the tower of Hamea, to the tower of Hananel. Next to him, the men of Jericho built. Next to them, Zakur, the son of Imri, built. The sons of Hasanaah built the fish gate. They laid its beams and set up its doors, its bolts and its bars. Next to them, Merimoth, the son of Uriah, the son of Hakaz, made repairs. Next to them, Meshulam, the son of Borakiah, the son of Meshezabel, made repairs. Next to them, Zadok, the son of Baana, made repairs. Next to them, the Tekohites made repairs, but their nobles didn't put their necks to the Lord's work. Joyada, the son of Paseah, and Meshulam, the son of Bosadaiah, repaired the old gate. They laid its beams and set up its doors, its bolts, and its bars. Next to them, Malatiah, the Gibeonite, and Jadon, the Maranathite, the men of Gibeon and of Mizpah, repaired the residence of the governor beyond the river. Next to him, Aziel, the son of Harhaiah, goldsmiths, made repairs. Next to him, Hananiah, one of the perfumers, made repairs, and they fortified Jerusalem even to the wide wall. Next to them, Rephaiah, the son of Hur, the ruler of half the district of Jerusalem, made repairs. Next to them, Jediah, the son of Harumaph, made repairs across from his house. Next to him, Hattush, the son of Hashabaniah, made repairs. Malchijah, the son of Harim, and Hashub, the son of Pahath Moab, repaired another portion and the tower of the furnaces. Next to him, Shalom, the son of Halohesh, the ruler of half the district of Jerusalem, he and his daughters made repairs. Hanun and the inhabitants of Zenoa repaired the valley gate. They built it and set up its doors, its bolts, and its bars, and one thousand cubits of the wall to the dung gate. Malchijah, the son of Rechab, the ruler of the district of Beth-Hakarem, repaired the dung gate. He built it and set up its doors, its bolts, and its bars. Shalun, the son of kol the ruler of the district of Mizpah, repaired the spring gate. He built it, covered it, and set up its doors, its bolts, and its bars. And he repaired the wall of the pool of Shelah by the king's garden, even to the stairs that go down from David's city. After him, Nehemiah, the son of Azbuk, the ruler of half of the district of Beth-Zur, made repairs to the place opposite the tombs of David, and to the pool that was made, and to the house of the mighty men. After him, the Levites, Rehum, the son of Bani, made repairs. Next to him, Hashabiah, the ruler of half the district of Keilah, made repairs for his district. After him, their brothers, Bavai, the son of Henadad, the ruler of half the district of Keilah, made repairs. Next to him, Azer, the son of Jeshua, the ruler of Mizpah, 
repaired another portion across from the ascent to the armory at the turning of the wall. After him, Baruch, the son of Zabai, earnestly repaired another portion from the turning of the wall to the door of the house of Eliashib, the high priest. After him, Merimoth, the son of Uriah, the son of Hekaz, repaired another portion from the door of the house of Eliashib, even to the end of the house of Eliashib. After him, the priests, the men of the surrounding area, made repairs. After them, Benjamin and Tashub made repairs across from their house. After them, Azariah, the son of Maasaiah, the son of Ananiah, made repairs beside his own house. After him, Benui, the son of Hinadad, repaired another portion, from the house of Azariah to the turning of the wall and to the corner. Palal, the son of Uzai, made repairs opposite the turning of the wall and the tower that stands out from the upper house of the king, which is by the court of the guard. After him, Pedaiah, the son of Parash, made repairs. Now the temple servants lived in Ophel, to the place opposite the water gate toward the east, and the tower that stands out. After him, the Tekoites repaired another portion, opposite the great tower that stands out, and to the wall of Ophel. Above the horse gate, the priests made repairs, everyone across from his own house. After them, Zadok, the son of Emer, made repairs across from his own house. After him, Shemaiah, the son of Shechaniah, the keeper of the east gate, made repairs. After him, Hananiah, the son of Shelemiah, and Hanun, the sixth son of Zalaf, repaired another portion. After him, Meshulam, the son of Berechiah, made repairs across from his room. After him, Malchijah, one of the goldsmiths to the house of the temple servants and of the merchants made repairs opposite the gate of Hamifkad and to the ascent of the corner. Between the ascent of the corner and the sheep gate, the goldsmiths and the merchants made repairs. But when Sanbalat heard that they were building the wall, he was angry and was very indignant and mocked the Jews. He spoke before his brothers and the army of Samaria and said, What are these feeble Jews doing? Will they fortify themselves? Will they sacrifice? Will they finish in a day? Will they revive the stones out of the heaps of rubbish since they are burned? Now Tobiah the Ammonite was by him, and he said, What are they building? If a fox climbed up it, he would break down their stone wall. Hear our God, for we are despised. Turn back their reproach on their own head. Give them up for a plunder in a land of captivity. Don't cover their iniquity. Don't let their sin be blotted out from before you, for they have insulted the builders. So we built the wall, and all the wall was joined together to half its height, for the people had a mind to work. But when Sanballat, Tobiah, the Arabians, the Ammonites, and the Ashdodites heard that the repairing of the walls of Jerusalem went forward and that the breaches began to be filled, they were very angry. 
And they all conspired together to come and fight against Jerusalem and to cause confusion among us. But we made our prayer to our God and set a watch against them day and night because of them. Judah said, The strength of the bearers of burdens is fading, and there is much rubble, so that we are not able to build the wall. Our adversaries said, They will not know or see until we come in among and kill them, and cause the work to cease. When the Jews who lived by them came and said to us ten times from all places, Wherever you turn, they will attack us. Therefore, I set guards in the lowest parts of the space behind the wall, in the open spaces. I set the people by family groups with their swords, their spears, and their bows. I looked and rose up and said to the nobles, to the rulers, and to the rest of the people, Don't be afraid of them. Remember the Lord, who is great and awesome, and fight for your brothers, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your houses. When our enemies heard that it was known to us, and God had brought their counsel to nothing, all of us returned to the wall, everyone to his work. From that time forth, half of my servants did the work, and half of them held the spears, the shields, the bows, and the coats of mail. And the rulers were behind all the house of Judah. Those who built the wall and those who bore burdens loaded themselves. Everyone with one of his hands did the work, and with the other held his weapon. Among the builders, everyone wore his sword at his side, and so built He who sounded the trumpet was by me. I said to the nobles and to the rulers and to the rest of the people, The work is great and widely spread out, and we are separated on the wall far from one another. Wherever you hear the sound of the trumpet, rally there to us. Our God will fight for us. So we did the work. Half of the people held the spears from the rising of the morning until the stars appeared. Likewise, at the same time, I said to the people, Let everyone with his servant lodge within Jerusalem, that in the night they may guard to us, and may labor in the day. So neither I nor my brothers nor my servants nor the men of the guard who followed me took off our clothes. Everyone took his weapon to the water. Then there arose a great cry of the people and of their wives against their brothers the Jews. For there were some who said, We, our sons and our daughters, are many. Let us get grain, that we may eat and live. There were also some who said, We are mortgaging our fields, our vineyards, and our houses. Let us get grain because of the famine. There were also some who said, We have borrowed money for the king's tribute, using our fields and our vineyards as collateral. Yet now our flesh is as the flesh of our brothers, our children as their children. Behold, we bring our sons and our daughters into bondage to be servants, and some of our daughters have been brought into bondage. It is also not in our power to help it, because other men have our fields and our vineyards. I was very angry when I heard their cry and these words. Then I consulted with myself and contended with the nobles and the rulers and said to them, 
You exact usury, every one of his brother. I held a great assembly against them. I said to them, We, after our ability, have redeemed our brothers, the Jews, that were sold to the nations. And why would you even sell your brothers? And should they be sold to us? Then they held their peace and found not a word to say. Also I said, The thing that you do is not good. Shouldn't you walk in the fear of our God because of the reproach of the nations, our enemies? I likewise, my brothers and my servants, lend them money and grain. Please, let us stop this usury. Please restore to them, even today, their fields, their vineyards, their olive groves, and their houses. Also, the hundredth part of the money, and of the grain, the new wine, and the oil that you are charging them. Then they said, We will restore them, and will require nothing of them. We will do so, even as you say. Then I called the priests, and took an oath of them, that they would do according to this promise. Also I shook out my lap and said, So may God shake out every man from his house and from his labor that doesn't perform this promise. Even may he be shaken out and emptied like this. All the assembly said, Amen, and praised the Lord. The people did according to this promise. Moreover, from the time that I was appointed to be their governor in the land of Judah, from the twentieth year even to the thirty-second year of Artaxerxes the king, that is, twelve years, I and my brothers have not eaten the bread of the governor, but the former governors who were before me were supported by the people and took bread and wine from them, plus forty shekels of silver. Yes, even their servants ruled over the people, but I didn't do so because of the fear of God. Yes, I also continued in the work of this wall. We didn't buy any land. All my servants were gathered there to the work. Moreover, there were at my table of the Jews and the rulers 150 men, in addition to those who came to us from among the nations that were around us. Now that which was prepared for one day was one ox and six choice sheep. Also, Fowls were prepared for me, and once in ten days a store of all sorts of wine. Yet, for all this, I didn't demand the governor's pay, because the bondage was heavy on this people. Remember me, my God, for all the good that I have done for this people. Father God, what an amazing example Nehemiah is for us to follow. He encouraged the people. He organized them and set to work rebuilding Jerusalem and its wall. Against all odds in the natural, they prevailed and succeeded because you were with them, just as you are with us today. You fought for them. You protected them. Nehemiah didn't take from the people as other governors had done before him. He demanded freedom and restoration, and he and his servants didn't stand back and watch while others did the work, but they joined in, shoulder to shoulder, doing whatever needed to be done. Father, let us also refuse privilege and do our part 
in building your kingdom here on earth. Amen. Well, there we have it, another chapter in our journey through the Bible. It isn't always easy to understand, but remember, it isn't a race, and each word we read is a seed planted in our hearts. Thank you for being part of this journey. Join us tomorrow and every day as we continue our journey through the pages of the Bible. This is Cherie signing off for the day. Remember, you are in my prayers. I can't wait to see you tomorrow. Until next time, be blessed and be a blessing.